0: Welcome everyone to Mystery, the podcast—a podcast about myths and history. Uh, you know, I Cammy, I don't like to say the podcast because I don't want to be like singling out our podcast as being the quintessential podcast for myth and history-related podcasting. Um, hey Cammy.
1: Oh, okay. but we are.
0: Yes. <laughs> so if you're joining us now. I'm Bryant. That's Cammy, and this is Mystery. Every week. We will talk about a legend or a myth or history. We'll give you a little slice of that myth in story form. And then we try and unpack a little bit of the history behind it. Uh, Today, we're going to return to Greece, right?
1: No, not at all. Oh, okay. Thank God. All right. Oh, my gosh. That was a lot of Greece in a row, though.
0: We're done with Greece. That's it. We've covered it. (laughs) It's done. Uh, No... um, No, we're going back to 1001 Nights, uh, the stories, the Arabic, well, multicultural stories, um, but the 1001 Nights uh, stories that we've hit on in the form of uh, Alibaba's a few weeks ago. I can't remember how long it's been now.
1: It's At least a month and a half, I think.
0: Yeah, Um, those were really fun too i really enjoyed those stories because i really hadn't heard them and that twist ending oh my god that was amazing so
1: <laughs> this isn't quite as yeah as twisty yes that one. <laughs> yeah so
0: who, who are we talking about in the 1000 and nights
1: we're actually talking about sinbad the sailor
0: is this re- related to the comedian at all i, I
1: don't i mean he might have gotten his name from sinbad the sailor i'm I not really wonder. sure i I, I bet if either one of us had ever listened to any of his comedy specials, uh, we would know this. But I, I just,
0: I, I'll, well, well, so we'll put it up front. This is going to be a two-parter, just like Alibaba was. Um, and I guess the second part will just focus entirely on Sinbad, the comedian, then, right?
1: Yeah, that's the part.
0: <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the Tales of Sinbad. And which which is a part of One Thousand One Nights, and I'll I'll kind of go into that a little bit and remind anyone or introduce you to the One Thousand One Nights stories because there's a there's a lot more there than uh, what may what may appear in the animated videos on YouTube that are really weird. But um, <laughs> well, Cammy, can you can you set the stage and bring us into Sinbad?
1: Sure. So one day. After many hours of carrying wares, a porter named Hinbad came to rest upon the stone wall of a very wealthy man in Baghdad. As the smell of perfume overcame his senses, Hinbad prayed loudly about his troubles. The man inside the mansion heard his words and invited Hinbad inside of his home. Hinbad was fed all sorts of exotic dishes and the best wine in the region. After his host was sure the man had finished dining, He set about to explain that while he enjoyed a lavish life now, it was not without toil. The host, whose name was Sinbad, had squandered everything his father had worked for, so he had to set sail to make a new fortune. Sinbad's first tale began when he was a merchant. Okay. Sinbad's first tale began when his first merchant voyage was almost over. The men decided to embark on an island instead of spend another night on the rocky sea, just as they were settling in the island began to shake and most of the crew fled the ship, leaving Sinbad behind. He quickly realized this was no Island, but the back of a giant whale he had tossed. He'd been tossed in the sea, but fortune was on his side. He washed up on a real Island and was able to climb up to dry land. He met the stable hands of a very rich King who wanted his horses to mate with the horses of the sea. They were the only one... <laughs> <Freaky>. <laughs> they were only going to be on the island one more day, so he was lucky to have met them. He traveled back with the, to the king's palace and lived there some time, and to the sailors who had left him came to the land of this king, wanting to sell Sinbad's belongings. He was able to convince the captain of his identity and sold his belongings for, grit, for vast wealth, then returned to Baghdad to purchase a house and property. Soon Sinbad grew tired of life without adventure, so he set sail again and with, with some trusted merchants. It wasn't long before these men left, uh, left him on an island by mistake, so he's left on an island twice now. Yeah. Our hero is once again stranded. By chance he came upon the egg, uh, came upon the egg of a giant rock, he hid beneath the egg, and when the bird landed, he tied himself to its talons, hoping for a quick escape. His plan worked. The, the bird took him far away from that island. He unfortunately was dropped in a giant ravine when the bird went hunting for prey. This ravine was the home of huge snakes, which would swallow an elephant whole. He hid in the cave for the night, and the next morning he awoke to find that the place where he was stranded was filled with diamonds. He had heard stories about men who threw meat on top of the di- diamonds in this place so that eagles would carry them out to their nest. The men would then retrieve the diamonds from the nest. Sinbad tied himself to some meat after filling his bag with diamonds. He was then carried <laughs> carried to an eagle's nest. <laughs> <laughs> there were men waiting above, and he explained his circumstances to the men and gave one of them a diamond for his trouble. Before Sinbad set for home, these men told him of the the rhinoceros and its enemy, the elephant, and how lucky he was, because the rock he tied himself to would wait until these two beasts were engaged in battle and then come down and eat them both. When Sinbad returned to Baghdad, he distributed his great wealth among the poor. He was still young, however, and wanted to return to adventure as soon as possible. (laughs) I need to get on
0: another (laughs) island,
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he gets stranded again, and he will. He went on a third voyage for treasure. It wasn't long into his adventure that a terrible storm came along and landed his ship near an island known for its can- for the cannibals that lived there. The small men who inhabited the island swam out to the ship and quickly overtook it, dragging it to shore. These red-bearded people led the crew to their palace, where the bones of men in a pit for cooking them was the centerpiece of the great hall. Mm. Soon after, a horrible giant with the single eye came and scooped up the captain and drove a spit through him. The giant then cooked and ate him. He then went to sleep in the hall. Sinbad convinced the remainder of the crew to make rafts and take their chances at sea. The next night came, and the giant ate another man and went to sleep. When everyone was certain he was really sleeping, they drove spits into his eye And ran to find a hiding spot. The giant couldn't find the men. So he opened the door to the great hall. They ran out to the shore. Where they had left their rafts the night before. And okay. If they could get out. This is my (laughs) problem with this. If they could get out and put their rafts on the shore. They obviously didn't need. I am so sorry. That cat is like. Really trying to get in this room. Okay good. Um. But, yeah, if if they could get out and put the rafts on the shore, why didn't they just leave then? It just doesn't make yeah, any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as they were about to leave, more giants came and hurled great boulders at them. Only Sinbad and two other men were left alive. The rafts were tossed in, into another island, which was rich with fruit. They ate and went to sleep upon the shores. They were awoken. <laughs> By a terrible hissing in the middle of the night, as a snake came and ate one of the remaining men, Mm -hmm. the other two fled and ran up a tree. The horrible snake followed and was able to grab the other member of the crew from his low branch. Sinbad clung to the safety of the high branches and waited until morning. The next day, he built a rampart, and just before dusk, he lit it on fire. The snakes were frightened and went elsewhere for their dinner. The next morning, a ship was sailing by and Sinbad flagged it down. What ship was this but the one from his second voyage? He was given his belongings from that trip. He was then able to sell his wares for exotic spices and return to Baghdad even richer. So that's where we're going to end the story. Okay. There's like that's great. four more adventures, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I am aware of the, the stories of Sinbad the Sailor, but I, I looking into it, I, I see there, there's seven uh, like parts to a collective story. What parts did you cover here?
1: Basically just the first three.
0: Oh, okay, so that was like the first three kind of put together, so you're chunking them that way. Yes. That's great. yeah, I, I read I, I wanted to keep it broad. I like to learn about it, but I wanted to learn the content of it from. From this, like I did with the uh, the last one um, uh, for Alibaba and the forty. Well, to piece.
1: be fair, it's it's a lot to read. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No,
0: it's great. Um, well, I'll I'm gonna kind of do what I did last time, and I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about more uh, of the broad stories of a thousand one nights and some of the origins of the tales, and then I'll kind of go into some of the more specifics next time because the one thousand and one nights stories uh it's it's a really complicated history um so these stories are a huge collection of stories from asia and i, and I mean i when i say we say asia we might not think of like what we could, they call west asia which is like like the the farther oh, i'm trying to look at a compass in my brain like the far east of the middle east including that area but we're talking of like south asia with india and then go further into uh pakistan uh and and then into what we kind of consider the more traditional middle east but this these stories include greek jewish turkish um all sorts of other kind of collaboration of stories and then going into the uh, arabic and persian um things as well now it, it we kind of see it more as like an Arabic thing and I think that's because when it was first translated by like western entities in the uh, 17th century it was based off of that those Arabic translations um, so but it, but yeah basically these stories are they, they're, they're, they were written the first fragments of the writings were found in like the 9th century um, but the stories within them are, are much much older um, like we don't I don't know how old, but like they could be like Odyssey style old. Um and I mean, surely they've evolved over time. Now, Sinbad is interesting because it was a really late addition to the One Thousand One Nights. So I, I have like a collaboration of sources, but the standard Britannica stuff was really good. Um and it, it sort of talks about how it was Sinbad stuff was probably based on um what's the the early Abbasid period, which is like 750 to 850 AD, uh, which makes sense. Um, all the other stories kind of have a, a flowing timeline, though, but because of the technology and things like that, that of, of sailing and, and the places that he goes to, um, it kind of makes sense that that's where that comes from. But in general, the 1,001 Nights take place over this huge story. Now, going back to sort of what the 1,001 Nights are, that's describing... Uh, this woman um shahrazad i think is uh, i said it right on the first time um so this Good woman job. yeah this woman the, the idea behind the 1001 nights is that this woman is um like captive uh basically and she is trying to stall uh her from her captor by saying these stories every night and like you know keep him keep him coming and going. she's basically starting her own podcast for her life um, which <laughs> Just is trying to stay
1: alive like what I am. we are doing <laughs> yeah
0: um so uh <clears throat> she she comes uh, she, like the collection of them um happened much later than when the stories actually occurred, and even when they occurred, they weren't really even popularized, I would say until. The 17th and 18th centuries um i i was looking at my old notes so if, if you loved the alibaba episode and listen to it 100 times you might hear you're, you're gonna hear a little bit of that but um even in the arab world these stories weren't fondly looked at they, they kind of are now although even um my sources say that uh what is it there's a great article from thoughtco.com talks about how in the arabic translations of the arabian night stories the 1001 night stories Sinbad the Sailor is absent. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, but the Scheherazade stuff, the, the, the actual collecting of the stories um, happened much later. So it's, it's really interesting. Someone just sort of wove uh, all these stories together um, in this way. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, it's sort of like uh, Homer and um, the Odyssey. Like These were known sort of characters and he just kind of did something with them, I guess is one way you could put it. Uh, without being an expert on Homer. But um that's the fun thing about these uh stories though, is they're, they're they come from a lot of different places. Uh they have each have their own spin on them and they they predate their collecting. And so it's it's just sort of interesting that way. But since you now that you know Shahrazad, one Thousand One Nights, um it, it so for Sinbad, it's a little more specific, so I'll I'll kind of brush on it a little bit before we end. Um, It looks like the the name Sinbad, which I I see it referenced as Sindbad with a D-S-I-N-D bad, Mm -hmm. um, is based off of a Persian name. And that's where a a lot of the story has its roots from. Um, Although it's not entirely certain. um, But that's sort of the argument of where a lot of these the connection of these stories are is, is from Persian origins and some of the references uh, that they make. Although um, the, the Thought co, like I said, it, it, rec- it said that in Arabic translations um, Sinbad was absent, but it's, there's, they also assert in that article that Sinbad might be referenced to this uh, Arabic merchant, um, Suleiman al-Tajir, um, which means Solomon the Merchant in Arabic, and he was a known uh, merchant in the, around the year 775 B.C., who went uh, from Persia to China in, in, in the Indian Ocean trade network? Um, so that was interesting. But I, I, I guess so like, he I don't know. Like a
1: real person? Well,
0: I think he, might, he his stories might be based on someone. Um, it, there's definitely, at least from what I could see, there, there's no person named Sinbad.
1: Um, no, I mean the person that you just mentioned was a real person.
0: Yes, yes, Suleiman so Al Tajir was a real person who nav- he But he he was Arabic. It seems um, not, not Persian. And so, and there is, it's, it's difficult and I I could definitely not do it justice, but like, um, Persia, Persian people is is what we would know as modern day Iraq. And Mm -hmm. there, there is a difference between Arab, Arabic and Persia, Persian, um, especially because today we don't really say Persian, um, per se, I, I, I. I believe it's it is an ethnicity, but it's we, we wouldn't go to Iraq and say, "Oh, there's Persia," you know. Um, oh, okay.
1: It, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So it's it, it's a little different, a little complicated. And like I said, I, w- I won't be able to do it justice, but there is a difference. Um, although although a distinct connection between Arab Arabic and Persian. Um, so yes, and but not. It, it looks like it has it has a, like his name is definitely his Persian roots, and there's even like that's the interesting thing, like. uh, they think some of the sailors that he was based off of um, came from, like, it could have been, like, an Indian merchant who was told in, like, a Persianized story, but then is retold in Arabic, and then some German dude translated in the 17th century, and then... Kind of
1: like Aladdin w- was Chinese. Yes, virtually. that's a really yeah. good
0: that's a really good point. That's a really, really good point. A lot of people don't realize that is that that the, the origin of the story is, and that's like these complicated trade networks. Um, you know, this if these stories like I don't have an exact date of when the Sinbad stories are written, but again, they were added late, and these stories were collected around the ninth century. So, but it, between the ninth and seventeenth century is when these stories were sort of starting to flourish. So you can, and I'll, I'll I'm going to get into it next week, but there's references, there's connections to things like um the Silk Road, Marco Polo, things like that. So this busy time and you know, up until the industrial age, merchants were like the the key to everything. You know, they were they were traders. They were that that was everything was was merchant and merchant networks. And so the stories behind it was really cool. So um but we'll we'll go on to a little bit behind uh, Sin, a little more behind Sinbad next time. Um, yeah, and we'll I think um,
1: one thing I do want to assure the hmm. readers: we are going to get into the parallels of the Odyssey, which obviously yes. the last story was oh yeah directly yeah. from the Odyssey, but um, we're not omitting it because we don't know, or because yeah. we're not familiar. We're omitting it because we're going to talk about that next time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a little bit more here, and we could have made like, like a, a really long single episode or split it up. And with a global pandemic, it's a little easier for us <laughs> if we split it up. <laughs> Plus, but, um, it would
1: be so out of character for us to have a, an hour long episode. <laughs> yeah, with just yeah. Just the two of without, us. <laughs> yeah, without Peter to
0: help us out. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think that just about covers it for now. Um, just to kind of prime you on Shahrazad and things like that, the 1001 Nights, and we'll talk, we'll finish up the story next time, and then we'll go a little bit more into the person of Sinbad um, next week.
1: Yeah, and I just want to, before we finish, uh, shout out to Peter, who is doing on Mondays, uh, the mystery after dark. Yes. um, At 9 p.m. Um, And then also this week, we are doing because this will go up on Wednesday, so on Friday, we are doing another Peter Sode. And so, hopefully, we'll be back in that swing where we can have a Peter Sode every couple of weeks instead of using them on Wednesdays. Because I think we've got the recording done enough to do that. We were worried, you know, with the pandemic and all that we wouldn't be able to record, but we figured out a way. So, yeah, we should be yeah. good there.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, Cammie, thank you for the first part. I anticipate the next part, although I I really encourage if like you loved this one, go back, listen to the two Alibaba stories. The the Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Really funny. Or a really good story and it has an insane twist ending. So <laughs> <laughs> Um This one should be fun too though, and there there'll be some cool parallels that we make to the Odyssey and things like that next time. So thanks again, Cami.